What was the moment when you realized, I'm different, something isn't right? I sat there on the couch and I looked at her and she was just like looking at me just as quiet as she could be and then all of a sudden like out of nowhere like all these emotions were like, all right, y'all ready? Here we go. <laughs> like literally like out of nowhere, I couldn't explain it. I just felt this like wave of like heaviness, like sadness and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God and I just started like bawling. The day I got home from the hospital. I'm Jessica and I'm on a journey. Like a lot of us, I struggled with my weight, brought on by using food to fill every void, every worry, up to 270 pounds, all as my career in TV news was taking off. But when the weight led to high blood pressure, I had to make a decision to fight, to forgive, to love myself from within. We're all on a journey, and there's power when we share the lessons along the way so we can all decide to live. If you're ready to decide to live, make some noise. I need everybody to get on your feet for the woman on a journey. Your host, Jessica Larson. Gabbana Black on the track of pushing. Give him a round of applause, y'all. You hear that song, you ready to go work out. You're like, let me lunge, Lord. Let me. No, it, it is so amazing to see everybody out here tonight. So many people who have been so supportive along the journey. I just have to take a, a breath to thank you guys and also to breathe because I got on two pairs of Spanx tonight and I don't know if I'm gonna make it. We have a great show for you today. Morning anchor, fierce fitness warrior, hot mama, and my best friend, Ariane Arambiro is here. We became friends when she worked here in Norfolk on the Hampton Road Show. Uh, we even started a rap group, the Hip Hop Rabbits. I'm just kidding. We're both morning anchors now. She is in Alaska and I'm here in VA. Today she is sharing how fitness and faith helped her overcome postpartum depression. Ariane was one of the first people God sent to encourage me on my wellness journey. It took a tribe, a wake up call, and a long talk with God to help me take the first steps on the journey that saved my life. This journey is one step, one punch, one decision at a time. You know, I have struggled with my weight my entire life. I was using food as a coping mechanism for anxiety. I went and I binge ate. It was like I was numb. And the doctor diagnosed me with high blood pressure. Being the journalist that I am, I did more research about high blood pressure and I found out that high blood pressure links to stroke, heart disease, and early death. And it was like the light bulb went off. I made two big promises to God, that I was gonna eat better and exercise more. So I started by walking. And once I felt good with doing that, then I started by taking classes at the gym. Spaghetti squash, flaxseed, kale, those started to fill my cabinets instead of honey buns and donut sticks and Velveeta cheese, Lord have mercy. It took me nearly five years to lose 100 pounds because it was one day at a time. And I've learned that you cannot hate your body into fitness. It is impossible because only things rooted in love have lasting power. 
There is a Bible verse that keeps me focused on this journey because it is not easy, and it's Deuteronomy 30:19. This day I call the heavens and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. Decide to live. Y'all saw that flaxseed. Y'all saw the spaghetti squash. There was one person who I had to test that out on every time along this journey. And that is Ariane Aaron Bureau. God bless her for trying those dry muffins. That burnt kale. It was pretty bad as I was starting along the way, but she, she was like, it's okay, we gonna try this. This tastes horrible. <laughs> Put a little something on it, okay, and we're going to work this out. But it's such a blessing to have people in your life who are willing to be in lockstep with you along this journey. And God sent me many angels, many angels along the way. And Ariane is one of them and one of the first to be in lockstep with me along this journey. And without further ado... I want to welcome one of the most incredible women on this planet, a fierce fitness mama, sexy hot mama on the journey. Everybody stand up, give it up for my best friend, Ariane Arabiro! This is amazing, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. And yes to you for stretching, and you better. Yep, that's what they teach us on TV. I know, they're back there like. I was about to start giving you Social Security. I know, I was like, so it is here's what's going to happen. Three, three, eight, one, mm, nine, five. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Well, we're going to get something strong <laughs> to put in here later Why? on. It's so different being on TV and then in, in front of actual people. Yeah. Like, talking. Have you noticed that? It's, like, it's very different. My nerves, I don't know if this is like excitement nerves. I haven't like slept. And we know everybody. I know, here. I know all of you. Like, <laughs> oh my God, this is great. Okay, so. You look phenomenal. Thank you, thank you. I feel good, I feel this, good. I told Ariana, I said, this is the personification of where she is in her life right now. Strong and beautiful. Give her a round of applause, y'all. Thank you. So we are going to get into a lot tonight okay. about Ariane's journey. And one of the things people always ask me, because everybody's on the internet. Everybody on the internet. That's probably why my video is on the internet. Because <laughs> we're on the internet. <laughs> But people follow you along your journey, mm -hmm. and you are very real, open, and raw about your journey, where you are with yep. your, your fitness, your mental health. And the main question when people see me, they say, how is Ariane? So Ariane, how are you? 
how am I? And she asked me this today, and I just uh, looked at her, and I just said, with wholehearted confidence, I said, I'm good. Like, Amen. solid. <laughs> and where I'm at, I'm 36 years old. Um, I'm solid. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm happy. So, y'all hear that, right? Y'all hear it's bright pink. Hey, Heather. Hey. So we're gonna we, say that a lot. Hey. 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 So we wanted to share your your journey yeah. coming out of uh, postpartum depression, Ooh. which is one of the main things that led to you being so open mm -hmm. on social media. What was the moment when you realized? I'm different, something isn't right. <sighs> the day uh, we got discharged from the hospital. So, great pregnancy. I heard you talking about it, like mm -hmm. just glowing on the end, no ordered the dress, didn't have any, you know, morning sickness. The, the only one thing that I had was like kind of a little acid reflux. So I was like, this child better have a lot of hair because <laughs> that's just what you heard. So everything was fine. Pregnancy was great, baby shower. You know, um, she came two days before her due date. Her birthday's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Millie, little Millie turns three. Um, and so, you know, great pregnancy, family was there, you know, um, the nurses are coming. So anyone who's had children, the nurses like tend to you 24 seven. So I was like, this is great. This is what it's gonna be like having a kid. You're gonna have, do we need water, this and that. And then, uh, so that was good. That was in the hospital for three days, get discharged. You know, and they go over all the car seat stuff. You're gonna go, you're gonna take the baby home and, and know what, there's no rule book of like, here's how, here's how you're gonna do the baby. And when you go home, you just kind of think, you have this vision of what you think it's gonna be like. And then you go home and the house is the same as you left it. Like, you know, you have your little baby room. And then uh, I remember we came home and he put Millie down in the car seat in the living room. He's like, I'm gonna go take a shower. And I sat there on the couch and I looked at her and she was just like looking at me just as quiet as she could be. And then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, like all these emotions were like, all right, y'all ready? Here we go. <laughs> like literally like out of nowhere, I couldn't explain it. I just felt this like wave of like heaviness, like sadness. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I just started like bawling. The day I got home from the hospital. From that moment, um, I just, I, I was very aware of it. You know, you hear about the baby blues. I was like, well, maybe this is the baby blues. And then that didn't subside and people would come over and then I wanted people to come over. They didn't want people to come over. And then when my mom would come over, I, I wanted them to stay, but then I didn't want them to stay and I didn't know how to tell them. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was happening. Um, and it's crazy because I'm a morning news anchor. So, you know, we're like, good morning, welcome, hey. And that's just who my personality is. So when, and you know, I had this beautiful, healthy little baby and then I just felt all these emotions. It, it freaked me out and I was like, Okay, and then I struggled very hard with breastfeeding. Breastfeeding was uh, like you, you go to the classes, like she'll latch, and I struggled a little bit within the hospital, but then when I got home, it just, my you know, milk let down, and I just was like a mess, and I wanted to breastfeed her, mm -hmm. and so I just started to get anxiety at nighttime, because that's when they like, I need to eat, nah. And I just woke up in the middle of the night. Just, That's how Millie goes. Yeah, eh, so she did. <laughs> I'm ready. This isn't how mm -hmm. this is supposed to be. And so then I started feeling guilty of thinking like, I had this vision of what I thought bringing home a newborn was gonna be. They're just gonna latch, you're gonna put them in cute clothes and then do this and then be on maternity leave and know that and I was all the opposite. And so just having to kind of peel the layer off and just be in it, like she's here. Like, she's crying, so you're either gonna feed her, or what, like, what are you gonna do? 
-hmm. What are you going to do? So I would struggle through it and then just one day I was like, forget this. And I watched YouTube, like eight videos. And I just sat there and I was like, okay, no. And I was like, all right, we're going to get this, you know. And then I just was like, all right. And then she caught it and then we were rocking. So I'll, I'll never forget the phone call because when you are close with someone and they have one of the biggest moments in their life happen, and then it's your goddaughter, right? So you're, you're fully invested, right? And you called and you said, um, I don't, I don't, something's not right. It's not what I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. That's what she kept saying. It's not what I thought it would be. It's not what I thought it would be. And I felt helpless being, be, away. being away. And so I'm listening to her and I'm like in one ear I'm listening and then on this side of the brain I'm like, fix it. How do you fix it? Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things where you can't, you, you can't fix it for someone. You can only oh, yeah. say, you know, okay, is there a therapist there? Okay, if there's not, can you call Dr. Nottingham? <laughs> you know, if there's, yes. you know, what, what can happen? And I was like, I researched these foods that say they fight depression. Eat this. <laughs> you know, it, it, was, it was that moment of feeling yeah. helpless for someone. You helped me step into my best life and I couldn't do the same for you. Did mm -hmm. you feel, did you feel abandoned? Did you feel, how did you feel and how other people were trying to help or not help or not knowing how to help? Well, I didn't know how to ask. Like, I mean, I, my mom was right there. My family was there, you know. I, I had support, but I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. And then I didn't know how to ask or what to ask and I just, you know, Ariane just, just, hey, we got this. And so it was when everybody left that I was just kind of left in myself. But in that moment when you're going through, you know, depression or anxiety or you're, you know, crazy with breastfeeding, you're not really thinking like, okay, I'm going to call this person, I'm going to call that. I mean, the normal thing is like, you have your family there. They're there, but you're not, I wasn't even in that space. I was just like, this hurts. I feel guilty that I didn't think that having a kid was going to be like this. Is this the baby blues? I kept thinking like, is this the baby blues? And he kept encouraging me. He's like, you should probably call, maybe call some friends on the clock. So I started calling friends every hour. I started calling a girlfriend every hour. Mm -hmm. And the more girlfriends I called that had kids, mm -hmm. they were the ones on social media that had the great little cute baby pictures. But when I talked to them, they were like, girl, oh, like I was just, mm -hmm. they started sharing and they were like, oh, I had a terrible pregnancy or this was that or I was sad, I cried for two weeks, you know what I mean? And I was like, wait, what? Like, I didn't see that on social media. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can't believe everything that you see. It's a lot of times for people, it's a highlight reel. That's why social media for me and choosing the way that I share my journey was to be, you know, transparent, but still, you know, mindful of obviously, you know, what was going on in my life. So when I came back to work for maternity leave, I went to my news director and I was just like, hey, um, this is a big deal. I said, I was, you know, um, well, I ultimately went to a, a maternal mental health counselor. I was diagnosed with postpartum depression, started doing the sessions with her, started to understand like it was okay to have these emotions. Um, and then when I went back to work, cause my three months was up, I was off for three months. You know, I went to my news director and I was just like, Hey, cause I would be in the mommy classes, literally sitting with other women. And we would be in there with a little, you know, day old babies, just like looking at each other, like, Hey, shower today okay yeah like we were all like, it's like hey and the, and the little, little bless her heart the lady the you know moderator she's like are we, are we good and we, like we all just had kids we'd all been in the groups but we were all just like 
Are you happy right now? Like, it was just like, wow. Like, I had no idea that's what that world was. And so I told my news director, like, can we, I want to share something about postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. Like, this affects, it's not a stigma. It's not a, you know, a taboo thing. And she's like, well, why don't you start with sharing your story? And I was like, "Er?" It's like, like uh, cuz we're used to telling was. other people's yeah. stories. It's like, no, I'm going to tell like, no. somebody that, and, then, and then that moment and so you, I said, yeah. you know what? I'm a morning news anchor. I'm in a platform for a reason to share. So, I said, okay. And to have the support of my station to say, let's do mm-hmm. it. Let's That's see. huge, y'all. That's and huge. that doesn't happen. So, we uh I, so I dove in and did a, like a three-part series. Um, I produced it. I went out and got all the stories. I gathered some moms. I went out on social media and said, hey, and started getting emails and interviewing moms and women. And we put the story together and we aired it. And the feedback that I got once that special aired was just like, I mean, the floodgates open. Women who had had kids long time ago, women who were about to have kids, women who had just had kids, women who were going through it right then and there were like, thank you, thank you, wow, my gosh, because they see you every morning. They think we just walk in and have TV hair and makeup and clothes. Ciao. No. We do not float in that way. It's a hard job if you really look behind the scenes and the hard work that goes into it. And so um, when they saw that side of me, they were like, oh, like she's, she's real. And then real that instantly person. made me, um, you know, relatable to viewers where they saw like, oh, we, she's got it all together. I was like, well, you know, I love what I do, but I was sad having a kid, mm-hmm. you know? So once I released that and started to get the feedback from people that was just supportive, mm-hmm. then that fueled me to be like, okay, well, there's something to this. And then it was when, I, when the special aired on July 7th. And that point, Millie was almost a year. Millie was almost, almost a, a year. year. And the special came on and I was ready for it, and then it aired, and I watched it, and I was like, I don't like how I look, you know. Mm-hmm. Then that started to happen. That was a part of the, 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 fitness. the fitness. Then the fitness journey came in So, that. and that is, is such an amazing thing to see, because Ariane, for the most part throughout her life, never struggled with obesity. Mm-hmm. We like to eat. She still cooks. I'll eat it. It's great. But what was that like for you having kind of being in that position in terms of weight that you had never been in a position where you're like, okay, not only do I feel like I don't like how I look, but I know I need to get my health in line. Mm -hmm. What was that epiphany like? So the pregnancy, it kind of just all went here, which was great, you know, and I was like, awesome, great pregnancy. So I was used to that. And then um, breastfeeding, I, I felt like I dropped a lot of weight, but I don't know, then, you know, you're eating and going mm-hmm. on about life. And then when that special aired, I was just like, I, I was the highest weight that I had ever been in my own body. And I was like, this, this ain't just like going away. I can't just blink it and be like, go away <laughs> or get back to where you were. And I was like, and we tried the gym. I tried to take her to the gym mm-hmm. and I was motivated for a week. And then she got sick off the little kid toys and stuff. And then I just would be on the treadmill and I'd be like, ah, oh. like I just started to feel like, okay, now I'm going back down and getting sad again. Mm-hmm. And then I kept seeing my girlfriend post on social media, just, hey, and she's working out at home. And I'm like, what is she doing? And mm-hmm. I was that person that was like, who works out at home? Like, whatever. And I just kept seeing it pop into my feed, like how I pop into all your feeds, I'm sure. (laughs) Literally, that's what happened. And I was like, 
What are you What are you doing? Because it looks like it's you working. You type like that? I do. I said, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Exclamation point. And you hold she, the keyboard up right yeah. here. Yeah. And she just shared. Uh, it was the epiphany was when I saw my special back. I was just like, mm. like I should have been proud of all this work that I'd done, and I was. And I got a lot of feedback, but mm -hmm. the only thing that I could focus on was how I looked. Um, even still today, when I see it, I'm like, man, look how. I was, but that goes, people are like, no, you're great. You know, I wasn't obese, but it goes, everybody's journey is their different. own. You know what I mean? It mm -hmm. doesn't mean to say that, um, you know, there's people who are smaller that want to gain weight. There's mm -hmm. no right or wrong way to say what someone's journey is. And so for me personally, that moment was like, oh, I needed to make a change. And so I reached out, found out what she was doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I joined my first challenge and literally once I hit press play on day one, my whole life Change. That was the change. That was the moment that changed everything. The day that I decided to say okay, and I just did it. I just did it. What have you found through your fitness journey? Has it helped you manage the postpartum depression? And what have you discovered about yourself through this <laughs> fitness journey? I never, I never knew that I would find a love for like health and fitness. You know, I was always pretty fit my whole life. Uh, danced in high school, college, um, but in in having to like press play and go through a minute of like a move that I couldn't do that I probably could have done before was like super. It like plays with your mind, mm -hmm. you know. It totally messed with my mindset, and I was like, okay. But I just kept telling myself, all right, day two, and I made a little calendar and I crossed off the day, and I still have that picture in my mm -hmm. phone, and I just said. I'm going to get through the 21 days. Like it's a 21 day program. If anybody doesn't know, I'm a beach body coach. I do beach body. Um, that's what it was. And so it started off as fitness and workouts, mm -hmm. wanting to lose the weight. But in the journey of pressing play, there was also a component with personal development. So I started to listen to podcasts. I started to read books mm -hmm. and started to understand about nutrition and portions. And then you start to have these layers start to peel off of yourself and you start to kind of like dig in deep. The weight now and the physical is just the icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. The change and the transformation and the mindset that's happened to me over the last two years um, is all credited to Beachbody. Like I couldn't, I, I just, there's no other way to put it how my life has changed and I don't know where I would be today and I don't get emotional. So um, had I not just decided to just say, okay, and everybody asked me the question, they're like, how do you how do you find time? I'm busy. I'm like every excuse under the table. I've been there. I've heard it. I've seen it. I know it. I've done it. And the only thing that I tell them is I make time. The word make. I make it. Like it's a non-negotiable. It became a non-negotiable with uh, you know Ma's mommy's workout time. Millie's running around. We making the workout work, you know, if I'm picking her up as a squat, I'm, I had to make, make the, the time, time for it. And so making the time, it became kind of like a regimen and then it became just like my time. Mm -hmm. Like that was my time to like sweat it out. And then I started to realize like when you work out and you sweat it out, then I felt amazing after. Mm -hmm. And like if I was having a bad day or, you know, it was emotional, mm -hmm. I just Shanti and Max 30 and I was like, ugh, I cried through the workout. That's a, ugh, y'all see her on social media. In the, in the greatest videos, I think the ones that make me emotional watching you are the ones where you see Millie bopping around mm -hmm. in the background. Yeah. And on one level, it's comical because she is like, what is mommy doing? I'm, I'm in this. And then I got Millie some little weights oh my gosh, so she could yeah. lift her Mommy little workout. play weights. 
but it's a bigger picture of the example you're setting for mm -hmm. her about oh, health and fitness. Yeah, there yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, there yeah, it is. Yeah. Wait, yeah. look, she under the table. Under the table. Get it. Now she on the table. <laughs> now she's standing. Hey, in the diaper. Like now she on the chair. Like this is. I had to show like women and moms. Like this is this is real life. Like I don't even. Yes, you can go to the gym, but there's a bucket hanging there. She's in her diaper. The curls are hanging off to the side. Like I could very easily be like, "Come on, Millie, let's get in the ponytail and let's do this." But nope, we're in it. Yeah. And you know she's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, give Millie a round of applause, right? So, you know, um, it's just so many women, you know, and moms, I, they've reached out and we just do for everyone and we pour out and you just give, 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 and you pour out of your cup. And then when it comes time to pour back into you, you're like, look. So I had to learn to keep my cup full, however that looked like. And that way, you know, when I'm pouring out, it's, it's overflowing. So when I'm pouring out now, everybody's getting the overflow that's on the little saucer. Ooh, that's good. That's good. But my cup is still full. So, you know, and it's, it's an incredible journey. You know, I don't, I don't push people to it because I think you got to be ready for it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, I've seen it just happen over the two years in doing it and, and seeing people on their fitness journey where, and I'm here, I'm like, whenever you're ready, they'll start and they're like, okay, you know, but when you're ready and you just kind of say, I'm tired of being sick and tired, mm -hmm. you make that switch and you then decide. Boom, it ha you decide to live, you, you decide. decide to change, you decide, you decide to go for it. And so yeah. I decided on July, whatever date that was, my first 21 day challenge. And it's been two years, I've lost 33 pounds. And, uh, all from literally working out at home. I haven't stepped foot in the gym in two years. Yeah, so. you got usher cuts a I little bit. I got usher cuts, girl. You got a little bit, a little yes, usher cuts. That was after uh, one of our programs, Ship Shop. Yeah. So, um, it's so it's so amazing to see this because, again, if you've been around Ariane more than two seconds, you know you feel <laughs> that natural sunshine, that inspiration. But when people put in the work, mm -hmm. and it inspires other people to not have you know, excuses. We can all find them and they Ooh, yeah. exist. And they're still there. And they, they they're are. still there. Like I haven't worked out probably in six days, but it's all right. Like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It is, the world is not going to end. We've been eating, having fun, mm -hmm. have a glass of wine. Like it's a lifestyle. Like I don't diet. I don't sit here and eat mm -hmm. carrots and celery. Like I've learned like, okay, I can, let me portion it out. And if I want to dial it in, mm -hmm. I just get out my little containers and I do my workouts. And I do my personal development, and I, it just it just works. It just happens. So it's a lifestyle because I'm gonna be doing this until the day that I, you know, no longer can't. What is this? <laughs> you know. Um, so whether so I just you know try to just lead by example, and I love social media. I love to just share it, and mm -hmm. and I, it's funny when I'm not on. If people are like, hey, where you at? You good? Everything all right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know, one of one of the things about your journey again is discovering the strength mm -hmm. that we've seen in you all along and you see it for yourself now yeah everybody's going through something whether you choose to share it or not that's fine i choose to just share because i just feel like now i have a responsibility to women even men too just to just see that you can be okay i can still come and and still mm -hmm. smile still be happy be good and it's 
and and I'm solid. Like I'm I'm happy. I'm. I know a lot of people had that question tonight, and so I think a lot of people are excited to to see her say it. Because it's one thing mm -hmm. when you read somebody's post on social media. She good. Yeah, but <laughs> she's smiling. But is she really all right? Is it? Really? Well, my mom Jessica could say, "Come to yeah. this, decide to live." What's she gonna talk about? But she's she's really good. The phone you were saying, Mama. Mom, mom, mom called me a, a butterfly. She called me a little butterfly. So, and that's what I feel like I am. I've kind of I've gotten out of my little cocoon and got my wings, and so fluttering around. So. What is next for you? <sighs> What's next for me? Well, um, still be rocking on the internet. <laughs> what the internet? Are you on the internet? Social media, definitely. Uh, my fitness journey is going to continue for sure. Um, being, you know, the best mom that I can be to Millie. Um, and then as far as, you know, career-wise, I've been in TV 10 years, you know, I'm a morning news anchor in Alaska, but there's also this newfound passion for like inspiring with, you know, social media and fitness. So I'm kind of figuring out how, how do these two mesh and work? So I'm kind of in a place of like listening to God and understanding mm -hmm. like where, what's going on? Where, where are you trying to do? What are you trying to, what are you trying to do? And uh, just to do what makes me happy. Like if putting the cup right there makes me happy, I'm gonna put the cup right there. <laughs> if I just wanted to lay, sit on the side, <laughs> it's just gonna sit on the side. And as long as I can you know, continue to provide for myself and make sure that little Millie is rocking and rolling and I'm good, um, then that's what I'm gonna do. So I'm deciding to live! <laughs> Isn't Ariane's story amazing? It teaches us that this fitness journey is more than just about changing ourselves physically, about the size dress we wear or the number of pounds on the scale. It's about building our strength on the inside, about showing gratitude for the one and only life we have, about making sure our cups are filled so we can live out our purpose and be there for the people we love. If you are facing something that seems impossible, remember that a brighter day could be just one step away. I'm Jessica Larche. Remember, you have the power to choose, and I hope you decide to live. Just keep on pushing. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. That's what tonight is about. It's about making a decision to live. Whatever the thing is that is in front of you that you think is impossible, it is not. You can decide to live.